Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-fiving friends. I am so excited you are here and, as always, have an amazing guest to introduce today. Um, so today we're going to be chatting with Dr. Stacy Francis. So for over 25 years, Dr. Stacy Francis has been treating patients using chiropractic kinesiology, nutrition, and functional medicine in the Denver, or I'm sorry, D- Metro Detroit area. <laughs> I live in Denver, so Metro Detroit area. Um, Her blend of advanced training and expertise allows her to help patients achieve optimal wellness through balancing the structural, biochemical, and psyche systems of the body. From neck pain to stomach pain, autoimmune disorders or allergies, tired and can't figure out why, Dr. Stacy is here for you. Dr. Francis received her doctorate from the National College of Chiropractic in Illinois and maintains an active membership with the Michigan Association of Chiropractors. She is a public speaker and has enjoyed speaking for General Motors, Verizon Media, Oakland um, County, and numerous religious and health organizations. In addition, she's a published author of the number one best-selling book, The Supercharged Method, Your Transformation for Fatigued to Energize, appeared multiple times on Fox 2 News, and has taught anatomy and physiology at the Beaumont School of Yoga Therapy. An expert in her field, she's an advocate for empowering and educating others in the brilliance of the human body. So welcome, Dr. Stacy. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, you have an extremely impressive bio. Um, I want to kind of start by just asking how you got to what you're doing today. Obviously, we heard a little bit in your bio, but I'll let you explain it. Right. So actually, um, I was swimming along, but at the end of chiropractic school, I got really sick. I was just so fatigued and I was brain fog. And it wasn't until I was out of school and already starting to practice where I was driving home one day. I had, I was so fatigued that when I stopped at a red light and allowed a woman and a child to pass by me, I had to push my foot harder on the brake to make sure it was stopped. I was that mm. tired that I was just not sure. And I knew like, oh my God, this is this is not okay. I can't, I can't live like this. And I, I have to do something about this. And so I learned a lot about lots of different things. I've been doing functional medicine for over 30 years. And I've learned about endocrine, thyroid, Hashimoto's, Epstein-Barr, you know, blood sugar, we're gonna talk all about blood sugar today. Um, Really about fatigue and brain fog and how to regain energy, clarity and focus in a short period of time. Like let's like rifle through. I do a lot of in-depth questions so I can ask my my patients what is really going on. So it leads us in the right direction. But honestly, if we balance your blood sugar, 80% of you are going to feel so much better within two weeks at the outset, three months, but it depends how bad you are. And honestly, trust oh me. On That's amazing. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think this is such a big topic and and I saw that, you know, you were specializing this idea of um, like your book, the fatigue to energized. Mm-hmm. And I think it is such an epidemic nowadays that we are so fatigued and we think that it's normal and okay. And we just keep trying to push through the fatigue 
hoping that it's one day going to get better, but we don't know how to make it better. And then we try all these lovely, beautiful things, but we still are overwhelmed because now we're trying to add more and more and more to our to-do list to try to help us level out. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask too, um, why are women so tired and why are their doctors not finding answers? I love that question. (laughs) So first of all, I, as women entrepreneurs specifically, we are on the go. We are busy, busy women. We're doing a million things. We're putting out fires. Rarely do we take care of ourselves to even get ourselves to the doctor to say, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. But once we get there, typically they will do labs. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, those labs will come back as normal. Yeah. That's the problem. You got to remember that the range the labs are, are very wide and they include mostly sick people. So you really have to be on that. You really have to fall off the edges and be really sick to fall off those edges. Hmm. Where most symptoms happen are between optimal, where we want you to be, where you thrive and feel amazing. And the ends of the ranges. That's where we see symptoms. That's where you are chasing your tail and not getting answers until you either complain enough and are offered an antidepressant that you don't want and don't need, or you wait until you drop off the edges. You have now a disease, a condition that there's a drug for. So we want to get you before that. We want to correct lifestyle. We want to patch holes of what's missing. Is it vitamins, minerals, enzymes? Like what's missing that you are feeling this way? And oftentimes it's a blood sugar imbalance because we run, run, run. Yeah. Right. And we'll talk more about that as you ask more questions. Yeah. So I wanted to back up too, because I think um, if you're not in this field, there's so many different types of medicines and doctors, right? So can you get a little bit more specific about what functional medicine is? Oh, absolutely. So when you have a condition that, I mean, you don't even have to have a condition. Functional medicine is asking deeper questions, spending more time with their patients, and it's doing lab work that is not confined by what is covered by insurance. So if you need more testing because we're not finding answers and you still feel horrible, Mm -hmm. we are willing to not only think outside the box, test outside the box, but bring in other colleagues and get together with forum groups to bring your case to other platforms to say, this is unfamiliar to me. What about you? Mm. So it's really a well-rounded way to include the community in figuring out what people need and not stopping with just your own education, Mm -hmm. right? Doing the research, doing it for them, saying, I'm not familiar with this, but I'm going to find you some articles that will relate to that. I just had a patient today who has had prostate issues for a really long time, has been on three prostate medications for a really long time. And he did not, he has not gotten any results. We have made amazing strides in all kinds of things. He's off so many medications. This is the one sticky wicket we have not done. And so I said, you know, I just read an article that oxalates 
might have something to do with it. So consider being on a limited diet for a period of time without oxalate, phytates, and uh, lectins and nightshade vegetables. Like let's take all the inflammatory things away just for two weeks, Mm -hmm. see if we make any difference. And then let's, you know, bring in some articles about how that might relate. And I share articles with him of what I find and and we'll see. I'll let you know. (laughs) Perfect. I would love to. Yeah. No, I think that's fabulous because you know, there really is a block in so many different fields. Like obviously my background is in counseling. So, but it is very strict about like, you know, we don't obviously need releases of information and all the legal stuff. But to be honest, like the amount of times that I have a reason to talk to a person's primary care physician is very limited. I don't talk to their primary care physician, but at the same time, like you mentioned, a primary care physician could be prescribing an antidepressant when maybe that's not really what I would clinically diagnose. And so I love that there's this collaborative approach um, Mm -hmm. because I really, I mean, I talk to my clients all the time about that. You should have a team. We're holistic beings. We have so many different levels of functioning and aspects of our life that Mm -hmm. one person is not going to be able to fix you because they're not you, first of all. And They also can't take into account, like you said, the education piece. I don't have the education of, you know, a medical doctor. I have the education of a counselor. So, you know, I'm not looking at the other um, pieces, even though I might recommend it. Right. And a urologist, as amazing as they are at the urinary tract, they Mm. don't correspond the diet to the urinary tract. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's just crazy. Um, Well, thank you for elaborating on what functional medicine is. So I want to dive into that blood sugar piece because I feel like this is how, this is the start of how we're getting from like your book, the fatigued to energized piece. Yes. Okay. So when when we're talking about fatigue, I do look at thyroid because 40% of the population that have low thyroid, it's from an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto, sometimes Graves disease. And it's not found unless you look. And there is not a drug for that. When the immune system goes awry and starts attacking you without, you know, a huge provocation, hi, kitty, um, (laughs) then you, you, we can't correct anything that we don't identify. And the way we correct things like autoimmune diseases, we decrease inflammation in the lifestyle and in the diet and in the environment. There's not a drug for that. Right. Right. And so thyroid is a big one. Anemia is another big one. Mm-hmm. If you're anemic, if you if you're a menstruating woman, you are probably anemic for at least a week of the month. Mm-hmm. And you're probably feeling really tired. And you probably could use more iron at that time. Or you're not breaking down your foods to grab the iron. And maybe we need to investigate that. But first we need to find out are you anemic? And yeah. the first indicator is not what typically is found on blood work, but something called a ferritin level. And a ferritin level can be done with a simple blood work. You can just ask your doctor to include a ferritin test. Mm -hmm. And when that is low, then we, that's like the first sign of iron deficiency, Mm. especially in children that can't concentrate. Mm. And putting them back on iron is more effective if they're deficient, it's more effective than stimulants, than the drugs they're put on. Oof. 
I feel that. Yeah. The amount of, I saw an article not even that long ago about the amount of, um, young boys that are slapped with a ADHD or ADD diagnosis and put on a stimulant drug to calm them down and help them focus. Focus is absurd. It has been increasing like crazy. So I love that that is something that we can shift because the other piece of it is sometimes I think we take into account of there are medical pieces, but also there's personality pieces of letting a little boy be a little boy. And then how can you aid in that concentration piece, which is what you're focusing on. So that piece resonates with me a lot. And if you're not digesting your food, Mm -hmm. once again, or not eating the foods that have these nutrients and you're eating cereal and pasta and things that aren't nutrient dense, you're not getting the nutrients you need to begin with. Mm. And things like B vitamins, like let's talk about just Folic acid, which is a synthetic B9 vitamin. But even that synthetic B9 vitamin, when it was given suicide and suicide rate and self-harm was decreased by 44%. And that doesn't even include the 40% of people that cannot convert folic acid, the synthetic, into methylated folate which is the natural form in your body. If they would have been given methylated folate, how much higher would that percentage have been? Yeah. Right? And it's bizarre too. Like, you know, some of the the um, things we're talking about, I didn't even hear these terms until I was pregnant because that's when anemia is talked about. That's when the folic acid that I heard about was talked about. That's when all these things and the iron deficiencies were talked about. But like you're mentioning, it affects so many other people besides just that time where a woman is pregnant. Um, so I love that you're you're talking about this and sharing this and saying, hey, this is a big deal and starting to realize that. So and I wanted to go back to the nutrients piece that you said. Is that what's causing some of you talked about, like not breaking down your foods and not getting the nutrients you need? Is that why people get bloated and get gas and have like bowel issues? Totally. Raise your hand if you're on a acid blocker. Yeah. Omeprazole, Prilosec, Zantac, right? Tagamet. You've just decreased your body's ability to break down food. But why? Because you had too much stomach acid? Prove that to me. Prove to me you had too much. And you can't say because of heartburn or indigestion or that a doctor put a scope down because that's not how the body works. You were not created with too much stomach acid. Okay. You are created so that if you have enough stomach acid, your pH will get low enough to shut the valves on the top and the bottom of the stomach so that you can digest your food. If it, if the acid doesn't get, if you don't have enough acid and the pH doesn't get low enough, Mm -hmm. those valves stick open and you have when you're churning the food, what it will get up into the esophagus, what little is left will get up into the esophagus and you will get symptoms and you will think I have too much acid Mm. when it's just acid in the wrong place and not enough. And why would you not have enough stomach acid? Did you know you need B vitamins and iron and zinc to make stomach acid? Are you eating the foods that have those nutrients? Mm. If you're not eating them, you're not getting them. Right. Right. And then if you don't have enough stomach acid, that's your first line of defense. 
So all this like, oh my God, what's on the, you know, the lettuce is being recalled. The onions are being recalled. If you had good stomach acid, you could handle that. Mm. But so much of the population is up. In fact, babies, Mm -hmm. if they are colicky, they are put on acid blockers. Do you really think babies were created with too much stomach acid? Wow. I know. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm just like, my wheels are turning over here. So two questions came up for me. Um, The first, going back to that idea of heartburn and stomach acid. So um, I've had some things where I've seen like where people thinking of the scope is really what I was talking about. Um, I've heard a lot of people like they'll say, you know, people get food stuck or um, they'll have trouble swallowing and they will say, oh, I went to the doctor and they put a scope down and they said that I just had inflammation. And it's like, um, so. I'm, but I'm curious because I, this ran in my family and this is, so this is why I'm thinking of this, but it was continuously, I was seeing people be put on um, in acids and then seeing how in acids can have terrible side effects. <laughs> so and it was only studied to be put on continuously for six to nine months. Oof. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It wasn't studied for longer than that. Yeah. So with that, that probably wouldn't even have to do with the stomach acid like you're talking about. You mentioned earlier the like taking out these nightshades and having a diet that really supports your body. Would yeah, help- but inflammation can come from lots of different places. Mm-hmm. Sensitive foods. Yeah. Uh, partially hydrogenated oils, even mm-hmm. inflammatory seed oils, nut and seed oils, right? Yeah, so and what are you sensitive to specifically? Mm-hmm. Non-celiac gluten sensitivity is huge. Most people don't realize they have it. They just don't feel good. And it comes out in many different ways. But because everyone's so individual, you can have the same cause, but have different symptoms. Mm. It gets confusing. It does. Yeah. Which is why you get a functional medicine doctor to help you figure it out. Hold your hand. Yeah. So it's a process. It takes time to figure it out. Absolutely. And then the other piece that came to mind was our society is really good. You kind of mentioned it about, oh, there's a pill for that. There's a pill for that. So my other question is, I can, I feel like there could be some pushback of like, oh, I don't want to take these things out of my diet. What if I just add a supplement? And I'm curious what your thoughts are about that of like a folic acid supplement or a... Well, right. Well, if you don't want to eat the foods that contain the nutrients, we need to have a conversation of where your head's at and why that is. But I'm okay with patching holes while we're figuring out the diet. But if you're on a food that is irritating to you Mm -hmm. and you want to just decrease the symptoms, it's going to bite you in the butt sooner or later. You're going to have to deal with it sooner or later. So, and some people when they're off their food sensitivities for a period of time, they can heal enough that coming back on it would be like a dosage issue. Like they can handle one piece of pizza once a month. Mm. Okay. Enjoy that one piece of pizza once a month. Right. Some doctors would say, no, never do it. I'm not like that. Like I, I believe in living life to its fullest. And you know, if you can get away with it without causing damage, 
I'm mm-hmm. good. But if it's causing damage and it's causing more disease process, and it depends on how sick you are. Like if your life is in danger, we want to do everything we can and we don't want to mess anything up, right? We don't right. want to put you at risk. Right. That makes sense. So kind of this goes along with that idea of taking foods out. There's a beautiful idea in our society, which I think has gone to extreme of detoxing. We've decided we can detox from all different types of things. So I'm curious if you could just talk a little bit about detoxing and then if it is appropriate, how to do this without stressing out your body. Well, so what are you detoxing is the question. Mm -hmm. So a detox of food where you're taking away, where you're doing something like a Whole30 diet, where you're choosing one ingredient foods like chicken and fish and asparagus and broccoli, one ingredient foods, as opposed to anything in a box or a bag or processed or, you know, has multiple ingredients, like a rotisserie chicken should have one ingredient, right? But it doesn't, it has a whole list of ingredients. So things like that. That's a great detox. Another great detox is getting off things that affect the liver and taking things like milk thistle that can help the liver function better. Because a lot of people drink alcohol, drink coffee, like there's, you know, we have a lot of chemicals in our diet. So it's always good to do that kind of detox. And those I think are very effective. And it gets your, it's a whole mind body situation when you're doing something like that. Mm -hmm. So you're getting back on track, you actually feel better, it perpetuates you to continue that process and or do it again. Do you think it's I don't want to forget to talk about blood sugar though? So don't let no, me forget. Okay, we'll circle back to that. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about that. I want to ask one more question about the detoxing piece, just sure. on that. Do you feel like it's necessary to ever be doing detoxes besides, like you said, like a one whole food? Like if people, you know, you see a lot of these things, especially with um New Year's resolutions coming up. There's a lot of different different things that you'll see about like detox your, do a liver cleanse, detox your body from this, do, do all this. Do you right. feel like there's ever really a need to do I that? Do. We live in such a toxic environment. So think about it. How often are you using a pan that has Teflon? How often are you eating out which has a lot of inflammatory oils, plus a lot of salt and sugar and the salts, table salt. It's not Himalayan, you know, Celtic, Celtic sea salt. It's not, you know, you know, there's, we are exposed to a lot of horrible things. We, in our clinic, we do a 10 day detox, which Mm -hmm. is super fun. We bring in the whole community. We, I take them to Trader Joe's and we talk about all the great food. We make it fun. We talk about overeating and the mindset part of it. We try to like incorporate everything so that it's our opportunity to take a minute to really educate people on how toxic their environment is, but also how to replace their plastics with glass Mm -hmm. and how to choose healthier cookware. It's just an opportunity to be more aware in a community setting where you have more support as you're doing this. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's important because our world is only getting more toxic. Right. And so it's really important to be aware of it and to bring ourselves back as much as we can to the best situation we possibly can. Right. Okay. Bring me back to the blood sugar. (laughs) Tell me about the blood sugar piece. So I really feel very strongly about this. Like if I could 
take all of you who are tired and granted, you need to get enough sleep and enough water. So if we get enough sleep and water and you're still tired and I've done the work and it's not thyroid and it's not anemia, let's talk about blood sugar. First of all, when you get your labs done, hemoglobin A1C needs to be done every time. That's a look back of three months of your glucose in your bloodstream because it attaches to hemoglobin molecule and we can see it sticks around for three months. So we can see it. Okay. The second one is insulin. It's rarely done, but if you have high insulin and I like insulin under seven. So if it's above that, then it's sticking around in the bloodstream too long. And we know you're becoming insulin resistant. So let's talk about how it works when we eat food. Our whole purpose of eating food, I mean, other than enjoyment, is to get energy and to feel full. Mm -hmm. We need to get glucose into the cell to feel that way. So we eat food and it goes down our gullet and it gets absorbed by the intestinal lining. And on the other side of the intestinal lining is the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. So carbohydrates turn or food fuel turns into glucose in the bloodstream. But it can't just knock on the door of the cell and say, let me in. It has to surround the cell. The pancreas notices there's a lot of glucose and sends out insulin from the pancreas. And on the cell membrane, there are these little receptor sites that insulin binds to and sends a message deep into the cell where there's something called a GLUT4 receptacle or GLUT4 activator. And it comes up and becomes one with the wall, the membrane of the cell. And now you have channels that glucose can come in. Mm. The body is brilliant that way. Mm -hmm. And you feel full and you have energy. Done. And all the glucose and insulin in your bloodstream is now in the cell. Mm. Right? What happens when you eat? First, what happens when you skip when you skip meals? Oh, yeah. Fasting. When you skip meals, okay, all you entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. When you skip meals, your primal brain, the first part of your brain that got developed, your brainstem, which is for survival, which got us out of the cave to go look for food, that primal brain will say, you're starving to death. This is dangerous. We are in danger. And it sends up fight or flight. It stresses you out. And you will... Hi, this primal brain will hijack your frontal thinking. All the planning of I'm going to eat chicken and vegetables for my lunch and dinner goes out the window when you skip that meal because you can, you can wait to eat until you're hungry. But once you start eating, you're already, it's daytime and your brain is using up 20% of all the energy you're making. Mm. And so your brain is the first one to falter when you have starved it. And so it, you are going to hijack this frontal thinking and you are going to reach for anything that's quick sugar because your primal brain says, I need fuel now. And so you're gonna flood in glucose in the form of something sweet, a donut, a cookie, a pasta, anything that you can get your hands on. It's probably, you're probably not gonna reach for broccoli. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's how the body works. But when you reach for those high sugary things, high floury things, that sends up a message to dopamine in your pleasure center of your brain says, I like that. That feels really good. 
I want more. Because mm-hmm. dopamine's never about being satisfied. It's always about wanting more, which is why you can't just have one cookie mm-hmm. or one chip, right? right? But if we start eating as soon as we're hungry and then we eat every three to four hours and we eat nutrient-dense foods, starting with one protein and two veggies, and we do that every three to four hours in a 12-hour time period, you're going to balance your blood sugar. You're going to bring in so many nutrients that you keep those insulin receptor sites really healthy because when you have time and time again of eating sugary cereal foods, donuts, you have so much glucose coming in, so much bombarding of insulin on these receptor sites that you're wearing out the receptor sites because you don't have enough nutrient-dense foods to repair them between the meals. And the signal gets quieter and quieter and quieter until that GLUT4 transport does not become one with the wall, does not have channels to come in. Glucose stays outside. You are still hungry. You have no energy. And you're falling asleep at your desk at 3 p.m. Right? So one plus two every three to four in 12. One serving of protein two servings of vegetables every three to four hours, no eating between those meals, no snacking in a 12-hour time period. Every meal has to have a protein and two veggies. And you can add a potato to that meal. You can add rice to that meal. You can add fruit to that meal. You definitely want to include healthy fats, coconut oil, avocado oil, olive oil, avocados, coconuts, nuts, seeds, right? But not nut and seed oils, right? to decrease inflammation, to get all those nutrients, to heal and to feel amazing. Mm. Give me two weeks, three months at the most. Okay. I just gave it all to you. Go do that. I know you did, except there's so much more to it, like you said. So I recommend our listeners do get a functional medicine doctor. Um, But I'm curious too, how do do you get like... what comes up for me is this sounds amazing, right? Like I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm definitely noticing that, you know, as an entrepreneur, I skip meals or being a counselor, I notice this. So I'm like, okay. But then, you know, I feel the pushback of, does that mean I can't have the the sweets for two weeks? Am I doing like a sugar detox at that point? Well, is that would be wonderful. And I highly recommend it, but yeah. I'll work with you. So I will tell you the first question I ask people when I work with nutrition is what are you willing to do? Mm. Right. If you're not willing to give up your chocolate chip cookies, I'm okay with that. But we're going to add it to that meal. And in that meal, you must eat your protein and two veggies first. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, to a point it's, it's crazy. Like we circling back to kind of how we started this conversation of this idea of fatigue being, really an epidemic for us and how it's become really normalized. And it's incredible how we know what to do. We'd already been given what we need. And it is really a pretty easy fix in relative terms, right? Of balancing our blood sugar, like you said, so that we can feel energized. It's really the commitment to do it is I think where we find these lovely But if you're feeling bad enough, I know your commitment's there. You know, when you can't, when you cannot 
focus on what people are saying and you ask them to repeat themselves time and time again, especially if it's your kid and you're missing out, mm-hmm. you're motivated to change your diet. Yeah, that's true. I always say one of my favorite quotes that um, I feel like I talk about with so many of my clients is this idea of people do not change until the discomfort of staying the same is more than the discomfort of changing. Exactly. It, yep. Exactly. It's very true. You like, know, I agree. And that's such a great quote. You should actually make a t-shirt, but yes. <laughs> truly, that was great. I should, yeah. but I can't even tell you the miracle of every time I drive now on the freeway and I don't get foggy headed or tired. It is freaking awesome yeah. to be able to drive my car on a freeway, which of course we should all be able to do easily. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think too, like even just like you were talking about that idea earlier of how you felt so tired that you were needing to make sure that you were focusing on pushing further down on the, the pedal, the brake right. to make sure you weren't moving. That idea I feel like happens in so many people's lives where we don't notice it. Right. And it's like the brain fog of how many of us get in our car after going to work and you don't remember driving home, but then you're home or, right. you know, I think too, like this happens in so many um, fields that are helping fields, right? Where I talk to so many colleagues that are just like, at the end of the day, I don't even have enough capacity. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but you have to go home to your family and have the capacity. So like you said, that motivation is there because I don't know about other people listening, but when I go home after a long day of talking with clients and helping clients, I want to have enough love and energy to give to my eight-month-old son and my husband and show up for them. So I think that this, the work that you're talking about, it's not a luxury anymore for us. It's a necessity. And it really is something that we do need to show up for ourselves and say, hey, you do matter enough to do this for yourself as well as everybody else. But really... It is, like you said, the motivation really is there if you look at how it's impacting your life and that you don't want to feel fatigued anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like I could keep asking you so many questions. I have one more question for you. Um, I saw something when I was looking that the term came up of the human spectacle. And I'm curious what that means. (laughs) So that is an amazing uh a uh, workshop that I did okay. on how freaking ridiculously awesome the human body is and all the things it can do from, from building muscle mm-hmm. to digesting food. And I actually go through some exercises in that workshop. And I think you can buy that on my website or it's available on my website. But um, we talk about lots of different crazy things that the body is able to do and taste is really, you know, the fact that you can taste different things on different parts of your tongue and different things taste different ways to different people and how taste comes and goes. And even with COVID, when people stopped being able to taste, there's so many things. Um, and so the body is a spectacle. <laughs> I love it. I think there's not a better place to end besides that, because I know the mind, obviously, I focus a lot on the mind and counseling, but that is so incredible to me how the mind works. And there's so much more the body um, and how they mind and the body work together. So I think um, that's a beautiful place to end our conversation. And I am so grateful. It was such an amazing conversation. And I'm appreciative that you came on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me.
Yeah. And to our listeners, thank you guys. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you um, hanging out with us for this time. I'm going to put um, Dr. Stacy's information and her website in the episode notes so that you can hop over, um, find that human spectacle um, talk. I'm super interested in it. And uh, if you want to get a hold of her to figure out more about functional medicine, please do. So thank you guys. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.